Welcome to Rants About Humanity, a podcast where we interview guest experts with passionate opinions about important topics that don't get enough attention. Raw, unfiltered, thought-provoking perspectives with no censorship. With your host, Philip Van Houta. Welcome everyone to the Rants About Humanity podcast. Today I have David Weiss as a guest. David is a businessman who walked away from his own very successful company to pursue spreading the truth about our world. He is the host of the Flat Earth podcast and creator of the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. He has the amazing ability to take anyone from ridiculing the idea of a flat earth to the mind-blowing understanding that we don't live on a spinning, wobbling, rocketing water ball in an infinite vacuum. He also shows you why this topic is the most important topic of these troubled times. Welcome on the podcast, David. Are flat earthers crazy? <laughs> it depends on your definition of crazy. I mean, if crazy is not like all the normies, yeah, we're absolutely crazy. You know, be, being in the majority doesn't make you right. You know, you've, we've all seen that picture of Hitler and everyone high, you know, holding out the salute. There's one guy like this. Is he crazy? I don't know. I researched that guy, by the way. He still like survived a long time after the Nazis because I was curious about that one guy who was standing up. I I like him. Flat Earth. See, here's the thing. Flat Earthers, you, people think Flat Earthers are crazy, but they're the ones that are crazy because Flat Earthers know more about the heliocentric model than than what we call Globers, normies. You know, we know about their model, which used to be our model, and we know about our model too. And the difference is, Globers, globe believers, don't know their own model. And what they think our model is, is absolutely insane. Like if, our, if I thought we flat earthers thought that we were a disc floating in space with, you know, ball planets or even other disc planets, I'd laugh at flat earthers too. Nobody thinks that. That's, you know, I, I heard your interview with Dave Murphy. You are well on your way to understanding, not that the earth is flat, that we don't live on a spinning globe flying through an infinite space vacuum because that's the dumbest thing ever. There's nothing dumber than that, by the way. And I'm going to show that as we speak today. Yeah, I had David Murphy also on my podcast, but good old YouTube thought there's too much misinformation and critical thinking going on there. So if people want to check out the interview with Dave Murphy, also about Flat Earth, they can still check my podcast and my Rumble. It's still available there. Maybe we can go a little bit back in time because I want to put it like historically. I still remember that Alexander the Great or other people wanted to find the edge of the world, right? They would actually believe that at a certain point you would fall off the earth and they would like find the edge. Could you guide us a little bit to the whole vision of earth? Because I have that vision of Alexander the Great. And then you had like uh, Kepler and Copernicus and that the, the sun was the center of the universe. When did they start saying like the earth is a globe or how did it develop? Like how they saw the earth during history? Yeah. All of our history is a lie. All of it beyond what you can even believe. Even the, the wild west here in America in the 1800s, nonsense. It's all a lie. There was an advanced civilization here. I was interviewing this nice woman, 102 years old and super sharp. And I was interviewing her about the world's fairs and she had such a great memory. I asked her what they taught her in elementary school about the earth, never once mentioning flat earth. And she looked at me, she goes, they taught me the earth was flat. And then they changed the story later on in her education. And, and I explained to her, you know, that she, that it is flat. And I explained it and literally she broke down tears. Check it out. I'll send you a link after the show. And 
we found other people in other countries that said they were teaching flat earth until the 1930s. 1930s. That doesn't go along with our historical narrative. And we found newspaper articles about teachers that were being persecuted for teaching heliocentrism, which is the globe model. So when you were talking about, you know, trying to find the edge of the earth, the edge of the earth isn't the edge of a disc. You can't fall off. Cats can't push everything off the earth. That's the dumbest meme ever. You know, if the earth was flat, cats would have pushed everything off the earth already. And that's, that's literally the best proof that Globers have. The edge of the earth is just the edge of our known world. It's not the edge of earth. It's the edge of our, own, of our known world. What do I mean by that? So this one I'm showing you here are pictures of what they call the ice wall. It's not really a wall. It's just the shoreline of Antarctica. By the way, if people are listening to the podcast right now, Dave is actually going, is my most thorough guest ever. So check it on <laughs> YouTube if the video is still there or on Rumble because he's giving amazing like footage to back the stuff. I, I will, I will I'll try to speak to the listening audience also, but you definitely need to see, see this video. But the shoreline of Antarctica is just where the, the land and the water is frozen because the sun doesn't go out there that far. So Antarctica is actually bigger than all of the rest of the known world, all of the oceans, all of the continents combined. We're not just a little ball on the bottom of a spinning, not, not just a little island on the bottom of a spinning ball. It's the land that surrounds our world pond. Think about what a pond is. A pond is where water accumulates where? Does it accumulate at the top of a hill? No. Where does it accumulate? At the low point, right? Mm -hmm. Water relentlessly seeks the ultimate base level. Okay. So, the edge of a pond is what? Is where the land is consistently higher than the water. If, it was, if you lowered some of that land below the water, what happens? The water just goes away. Okay? So Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. Did you know that? The, the continent at the bottom of our spinning ball is the highest land on Earth. Just let that sink in. If we're going to blow people's minds, something I, I learned recently, recently is it's a whole other topic that if you would give every person on the planet 100 square meters, they would fit in three-fourths three of Alaska. All the rest of the world would be empty. That statistic also blew my mind in terms of like how much yeah. territory there is. Yeah, it, it, and the whole overpopulation, we're going to get into that. This is yeah. the why, why the lie. Overpopulation, uh, running out of resources, nonsense. So just to build the picture of what Flat Earth is, Flat Earth is our world is a giant pond, a giant lake. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, testably, scientifically, provably, measurably flat. And when you get to the edge of our lake, you don't fall off. It's the edge of the lake. And no matter which direction you go, you end up in Antarctica. Not because you're on a ball floating in space, walking upside down when you get there. It's just because you're going across the flat water. You get to the shoreline. There's Antarctica. So now, well, what's out here? What's in the outer space? Hmm, interesting term. Outer space. We live in the inner space. What's in the outer space? Well, the 60 degrees south, which is, I don't know, a thousand miles or whatever from Antarctica, or maybe even more, is a, is, is a line that you're not allowed to cross. The internet, there's, been, there's a treaty called the Antarctic Treaty that went into effect in 1959, mm -hmm. 1959, where a bunch of countries signed on, and now all the countries have signed on, where nobody... No corporation, no person, not you, not me, not Explorer, not Jacques Cousteau, nobody is allowed to independently, go ahead. 
I saw a guy like in the 30s or 40s giving an interview, like a discoverer, probably maybe you know him or not, who was talking about the land or there or the massive yeah. amount of resources there. Do you know right, who right. that was? Yeah, that was Admiral Byrd. So in the in the 1940s and 50s, Admiral Byrd started taking missions out there. And he said he came across land filled with resources bigger than the United States mm -hmm. that no human has ever set eyes upon. Meanwhile, we're having wars for resources and territory. But as soon as they hear that news, they silence him. He died a year later, I think. And the Antarctic Treaty goes into effect until, and the Antarctic Treaty is in effect until the year 2041. That's like 60 years, 60 whatever years. Okay. And nobody can even question it. It's the only treaty that has held up in all of history. Every treaty has been broken. So, Right now, we're, we're worried about resources and everything. There's unlimited resources in Antarctica, and nobody's allowed to go there. But burn down the, the, the rainforest, that's fine. You know, global warming, we don't care. You know, but Antarctica is off limits. So why, why is Antarctica off limits? Well, the, the people say that, I'm just first going to say the explanation that they gave. They say that the weather conditions are so extreme that you can't go there or fly with a plane there because it's too dangerous. And I say to that, Cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story. Okay. They tell us all this stuff. You can't fly an airplane over Antarctica. You can't fly an airplane over Antarctica because it's too cold. But what? We can fly it over the North Pole. North Pole should actually be colder than Antarctica because Antarctica during their winter is closer to the sun than the North Pole is during its winter, according to the heliononsensical baloney model. So Admiral Byrd discovered that. Then he was silenced. And whether he is part of the letting us know what's going on on purpose or he accidentally he got on the news and reported it. And, you know, the the world leading elite families that said, hey, we need to keep this quiet. Why keep this quiet? And the answer is it's to control humanity. Flip, you know that everything you have in your life is because of the way that you think. You think about hats a lot. Okay. Yes. Look, look at all the hats on your wall. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think about hats as much. I have one hat. Okay. So, but you thought about this podcast and you created this podcast. You thought about your life. I don't know whether you're married, kids, whatever. No, it doesn't matter. Whatever you've put out there, that's what comes to you. That's how this world works. They don't want you to know that. Yeah, most they, people think that reality determines perception, but if you've been following everything that's going on, especially the last year and a half, it's perception determines reality. And then you have a prescribed narrative that maybe sometimes on the surface seems benevolent, but when you go deeper, you see like, oh my God, like my perception has been hacked or brainwashed or entrained to think a certain way. Right. They want you thinking that you're spinning out of control, lost in space. Now think about this, right? If you believe in the heliocentric model, you believe this. Let me tell you a little story, okay? Let me put on my glasses for the story because it's, it's, it's that cool of a story. He's putting on his gangster glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so you believe that once upon a time, there was nothing. It exploded and became everything. That's not cool enough. The rock started forming together and creating these spinning massive rock balls that got more and more gravity and sucked in more and more rocks. And then somehow all of the gases, all of the hydrogen and helium condensed into big burning balls and they left a vacuum in between. Okay. So now we have burning balls of gas in a vacuum. <laughs> Those burning balls of gas 
are magically holding on to all of these other rocky balls at incredible distances. And they're all spinning around. Our Earth is spinning at the equator at 1,000 miles an hour. So when you're watching the sunset, the sun's not going down. You're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. And that's making the sun appear to go down. Okay? You're orbiting around at 66,000 miles per hour. Okay? People go, well, yeah, that's cool. Let me show you how cool that is. This is the hypersonic sled. It's a, this is a, a sled. It's going to go by at Mach 8.6, and you can't even see it. It just goes by. I'll show it again. All right? It's literally poof, it's fast. It's fa I think it's faster than a bullet. Maybe a lot faster than a bullet. Maybe multiple times. That's we are traveling around the, the around the sun, the orbit, ten times faster than that. Okay, ten times faster than that, and then we're chasing the sun ninety times faster than that. Okay. And while all this is going on, we don't feel anything. We don't see anything. And people say, well, you know, if you're on it's because airplane, of gravity, they say, because yeah. we stuck at one place with gravity and then it doesn't really matter how fast you go because on the gravity, you're like stuck at that place. Cool story, bro. <laughs> people say, well, I'm on an airplane. You know, I could sit in my drink a glass of water and I can walk to the bathroom. And I say, well, first have that airplane start taking a parabolic turn double the speed and remove the outside shell and tell me if how you're doing with your water. We have lakes that are perfect glass, perfect glass, right? We're corkscrewing through space in, in multiple directions, right? Imagine you're in a car going 100 miles an hour on the most smoothest, perfect road in the nicest car ever, and you get a dinner plate and you fill it with water to the brim. You could probably hold it if you got a steady hand. Now, as soon as that car starts taking the slightest turn, what happens to that water? It's going to slosh. Does this water it look like it's... It goes Jurassic Park, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, in Jurassic Park. <laughs> what, what calm morning lakes show you is that we're not moving. We're not moving. Think about this. This, this is one. I, I never really bring this up because I don't think I have a visual for it. The Hubble Space Telescope, right? Which is the biggest joke in the world. Okay. You know, it's floating in outer space and taking these long exposure pictures showing us distant galaxies. When here on Earth, we have these giant telescopes, which are all in the South, by the way, and all controlled by the Vatican. Whole nother story. But these telescopes are built on massive deep cement pads. And the reason for that is, is if a technician walks by in his socks, the slight vibration could ruin the whole picture. Right. So it's taking a long exposure of a distant, distant, distant galaxy or whatever it's taking the picture of. And the vibration might disturb the picture. Are you with me? What about the fact that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour? We're orbiting 10 times faster than a hypersonic sled. We're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour. None of those motions matter except the slight vibration. Okay. And the Hubble Space Telescope is doing all of those motions just to mimic, just to stay over the same point of land that it's supposedly over. But it's also traveling 17,000 miles an hour, trying to keep up with the spin of the Earth. This is all nonsense. This is all mind gravy. This is all, you, they didn't teach us to think in school. They taught us to memorize and regurgitate. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Hubble Space Telescope is in space. It's got this giant mirror. It had a problem. They fixed it with a spacewalk in their magic spacesuits. And, and I have to believe the nonsense that they show us, right? Now, look, this is, this is nonsense. This is what they show us. They show us, you know, all pictures of Earth from space are CGI. 
Well, they look. I, thought, I would challenge anyone to uh, look at these uh, pictures from the globe from outside, and they're just like because I'm always a true detective. I help people think for themselves. So you know, even on this topic, I just love to invite people, especially people who can reason and have arguments as much as you. But they look just very artificial. Like it's also a completely round ball, etc. Like you know, like so well, clean. They, they, yeah, they claim that the Earth at the equator is spinning and the water bulges 14 miles high. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priest of nonsense, says, well, from space, Earth is so big that you wouldn't even notice that. That's like, you know, on a cue ball, you know, it's a microscopic thin piece of paper that you're laying over the over one side. You wouldn't even see it. And I'll agree with that. With the size of the Earth, they say it is 14 mile bulge might be hard to see from space. But a 14 mile bulge of water at the equator. If I'm flying from Alaska to South America, I'm flying south. I got to go over the equator. Well, the plane only flies at five miles high. At what point do I climb another 10 miles just to skim over that bulge of water, right? Literally scrape the belly of the plane over the bulge of water, right? At three times cruising altitude. And the answer is no, never. It never happens because water lays flat. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. Getting back to the pictures, I'm showing two pictures here, one from 1978 and in 2017, they showed us how bad pollution is on the earth. Look, look how bad it is. You know, they got this bright blue ball in 1978 and in 2017, the ball is very dingy, except they forgot to change the clouds. They use the same clouds. Okay. Now, Flip, what do you think? Do they do that on purpose? Just to like, yeah, you know, we showed them they're too stupid to know. Or are they just that stupid and lazy? I don't know the answer. Even if you would believe in the whole model, et cetera, can they make pictures like this in space? Is it actually if they have the model that they present? Like, can you just have a camera? There's no interference of electromagnetic radiation, et cetera, that would make it impossible? Because I don't have a background about it if it's just also physically possible. Just as I have the same question of sending the images of the between brackets moon landing live to the Earth. I'm really wondering how how they do that with such, they claim, such a gigantic amount of distance. Yeah, so we'll get into moon landing in a minute. So <laughs> nobody has been to space because space, as described, doesn't exist, okay? No one's gone up on those rockets, all fake. Now, do they launch rockets? Yeah, sometimes they launch miniature rockets. They launch giant helium-filled rockets, but no people are on them. Those people are in uh, a, a studio, probably in a lab, pretending to be in a cockpit. They're using CGI and all sorts of stuff to fake floating. And, and it's all been exposed. I actually just, just uploaded a video. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, showing the facility where they fake all this stuff and how they do it. And just showing you examples of you know making their hair float. Think about this. In the military, they shave women's heads. Mostly women have shaved heads if they're in combat and out in the field and whatever. But in space, the most disgusting, you know, in the, in the international fake station, the women have long hair, right? That hair would be floating everywhere. You, 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 every time you try to talk to an astronaut, they'd be like, ah! Hold on, I'm choking on a hair that's floating right in front of me, right? Because it wouldn't settle. Now, I've been question, questioning a lot of things lately because you can see how you don't necessarily be, you have to be involved with everyone to make a, a certain agenda fit. But do they then I'm, I'm screen the people who supposedly, according to you, go to space and they just pay them hush money, they're brainwashed, they stay mm -hmm. silent, they pressure them, etc. How can they have so many people and astronomers all think this way? 
you know, if you look at, and that's a good question. I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer it in two different ways. But okay. if you look at the Apollo um, astronauts, that when they came back and did their mission, they were literally looked like someone just told them the dog was just shot. They're being forced to lie. I believe that these guys thought they were going to go to space. And then when they said, hey, by the way, no one's going to space, you're going to lie. And they're, these guys are being forced to lie. But if you look at, you know, all of the space station astronauts, they get like 4,000 applications, supposedly. And look who they pick. None of those astronauts would you talk to and go, man, he's smart. They're all dummies. They're all dummies. And maybe they're, they, they really interview them to the point where they're like, yeah, we can totally hypnotize this guy, make him believe the shit that he's saying, excuse my language, and um, make him believe that, they, that they've been in space. I think some of them are outright liars. I think some of them have been brainwashed. I think some of them are just, you know, they think it's for the good of humanity or whatever, but they're, they're not. I mean, you just go, go listen to Don Pettit. I mean, he is full on. He he's a moron. But so what has these- a, what has Baumgartner done? And recently, like Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, explain a bit like what he actually did. Yeah. So Felix Baum- Baumgartner, the Baumgartner, he did the Red Bull space jump, right? Mm-hmm. Where he uh, supposedly jumped from space. Now, whether it's real or not, there's there's a lot of controversy whether he did, whether the height that he jumped from was that actual height. And whether he was a paid shill to say that he saw the curvature of Earth. Personally, I think that he thought he saw the curvature of Earth because he's wearing a curved glass you know, helmet. And he was told he would see the curve of the Earth. So he saw what he was told, you know. But this is the picture that they showed. And this is obviously a fisheye lens. If you analyze the land, all of these rivers and whatnot, this is all New Mexico. New Mexico is a small state in the United States. Okay, it's a small little section. New Mexico, planet New Mexico is showing it's covering a, a, a quarter of the earth. Okay, this is a fisheye lens there. You know, if you if you go up into a, you know, up to not even as high as he supposedly was or, or, or around the same height, this is what the earth looks like. It's flat, flat horizon. Right. So he said, you know, in his interview, yes, I was up. I saw the curve of the earth. Did he think he saw it? or Was he told to say it again? Can't answer that. And the penis of uh, Jeff Bezos being shot into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my, my joke is they shot a big penis into space, right? And the space rocket looked like a penis also. Yeah. They shot a dick in space. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and also and a rocket. rocket. <laughs> and also a rocket that looked like a dick. So, <laughs> so that was completely controlled. That, that, well, that one's not Bezos. Uh, although this is Bezos and Brandon. Same thing. All these guys did is did some footage in what's called in a zero G plane. You know what a zero G plane is? The plane that does a parabolic arc and you get about 25 to 45 seconds of weightlessness. weightlessness. Mm. So they outfitted it to look like his special plane with his special windows. And they said, both of them, that they got four and a half minutes of weightlessness. Okay. Show us the four and a half minutes of weightlessness. Because there's no video of it. The only thing they show is five seconds at a time of people flipping around. And again, they always have the girl with the long hair flipping around. But this, what I'm showing here now is all these people floating. This is on a zero G plane. Now we're back to what they showed us in Branson's thing. So, you know, Richard looked like he was going to throw up in the whole thing. This is just a movie. Again, the girl with the long hair flipping around, right? Richard's strapped into his chair. Like, I'm going to throw up. I can't handle this because Humans can't handle weightlessness for a long time because your vestibular system will just absolutely freak out and you'll, you'll, I don't believe people can, 
can survive in zero G in, in, in free fall. There is no such thing as zero G in, in free fall. So that's what's going on there. Again, the D- Jeff Bezos thing, this is what they showed us. What I'm showing you is the footage, and anyone can look this up if you're not watching, of the penis rocket going up, and it's making a very strange motion, okay? Like the camera's jerking up and down. It's is getting that, a hand job. That's, that's, that spaceship it, is getting a hand job. <laughs> it's getting a total hand job because they're immature. They're, this is what they do. They laugh at us, and they show us this stuff, and people just eat it up. People just believe it. The cameraman can't keep the camera still, but we can focus on the distant galaxy while we're spinning, twirling, and whirling in, in four different directions at once. You know, the farther you're looking at something, the slightest move will move it miles. Like we were shooting a laser across a lake, just 20 miles across a lake to show you that there's no curvature. And the tiniest adjustment on the laser moved that point miles on the other side. The tiniest fraction of a millimeter, boom, now you're miles off course. Okay. So again, all of this stuff is, is nonsense. Let me ask some questions, but maybe a, a very simple one. Are there actually planets? So planets used to be called wandering stars. That was changed. Okay. Now, yes, I see lights in the sky. When I look up, you know, I'm very aware that's Mars, that's Saturn, that's Jupiter. Those are the lights that we call Mars, Saturn, and Jupiter. But if you actually look at them through today's optics, they've basically outgrown their lives. When we look at Mars, It's the brightest star in the sky at times. When you zoom in on it, it looks like a pulsing orb of energy that's here. It's close. It's it's not in outer space. It's within the Earth system. So you have to believe, you know, they they show us these pictures of Mars with the rover on there, which is, again, another, another complete and total ridiculous concept. And it's a dusty, dirty ball. So go outside. And and I, I have to add this to my presentation. Get a big, it's a photo of a big cement ball. It's a big sphere, just a cement sphere. And it's showing 12 noon, you know, bright daylight. And you look at it, it's not a light. It's just lit up because of the sunlight. But when you look at these stars, look at these wandering stars, also known as planets or the moon even, you can see that they are a light in themselves. They're not showing us, they're not reflecting. This dusty, dirty ball moon isn't reflecting light all the way back to Earth that looks so bright that it casts shadows, right? If you lit up a rock, a ball, or you know, rock ball, is that going to reflect light somewhere? Where yeah, why does the moon reflect the light from the sun, so-called? Here's, here's the thing that which I try not to mention, mention it, but it's very important. It's called the inverse square law of light. Oh, my God, I can't figure that out. Yes, it's very simple. If you have something that is a certain brightness, If you double the distance to that thing, it's one quarter of the brightness. If you half the distance, it's four times as bright. It's called the inverse square law of light. Like I'm showing, you know, if you have a a light, if you have a a flashlight and you're holding it an inch away from, from a piece of paper or whatever, all of that light is concentrated right there. Now, if I move that piece of paper away, it's spreading out. Mm -hmm. That light is spreading out, spreading out, and it's getting geometrically progressively weaker. So if, so if the moon was only one lumen, okay, if, you know, if we're looking at the moon from Earth, it's one lumen, you go halfway to the Earth, it's four. Halfway again, it's 16. Halfway again, it's 64. And when you get all the way to about 100 miles from the moon, it's more than, it's like 100 million lumens, or it might even be billions of lumens. It's just so bright that we don't see the sun from Earth, that brightness. So for the moon, to be the brightness that they we see it at the distance that they tell us 
they would have to be brighter than we see the sun when you're there. Nonsense. Nonsense. Again, these are things that require thinking, not memorization and regurgitation. Because people are like, well, all the professors, you know, all the, the scientists, they're all in on it. No, they're the ones that are the best at memorizing and regurgitating, right? An astrophysicist believes the nonsense that he tells. He sees a light in the sky and goes, well, it's got a red shift to it. That And the Big Bang was 14 billion years ago. So it might do some calculations. The math is perfectly good math. Oh, it's you know 50 billion years old and 180 trillion miles away. Nonsense. Nonsense. What do you think okay? of people they believe it. who believe in uh, astrology and the effect of the planets so, on our great, spirits? Great, great, yeah. great question. Yeah, great question. So astrology, I used to say, God, astrology is so stupid. How can Mars in retrograde affect my life? It's 25 mm -hmm. million miles away. It doesn't even affect the tides. How is that going to have any effect on my life? Nonsense, right? And uh, believing that's the model, yeah, astrology is nonsense. But if you look at all of the billionaires in the world, they all have astrologers, okay? They know how, the, how this world works. And if you understand that all of these lights in the sky that we call Saturn, Mars, Venus, Uranus, Neptune, you know, Pluto, Mercury, whatever, they're here within our Earth system. They're energetic. They are involved in our lives. They're all named after gods, okay? How it works, I don't know. But astronomy is pseudoscience. It is astrology that is the real science. I'm actually intrigued that you say that because no matter what you believe or not, it seems that certain people really like to do things, you know, at a certain date or some uh, oh, astro yeah, astrological period, etc. So I'm wondering, like, does this have an impact energetically or spiritually? Even when 100%. you look at, yeah, 100%. And when you understand the distance that tell us the stars are, they're scientifically provably impossible to see. So, this is the star Sirius. I, I don't know how far Sirius is, but when you zoom in on it, this is what you see. It kind of looks that like that is it's seriously far. That is seriously <laughs> far. This is the, the star Arcturus, totally different, right? You slow it down and you see all these geometric shapes. Here's a whole bunch of different stars. Now, listen, some are out of focus. Some are not. It's hard to focus on something that's not physical, you know, in space, but they all have their own personalities. They all do their own job. Our star souls are wandering stars, angels, fallen gods. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But they're energetic. They're here and they do affect our lives because the only two forces in this, in this world are electricity and magnetism. And we are electromagnetic people. Everything about us is electric. Your heart doesn't pump blood. It charges the, the blood. And then the blood has energy to travel around your body. Okay? Your heart isn't, doesn't have chambers and everything that they tell us. It's one toroidal field creating electricity. That's why when your heart stops, what do they do? They electric, mm -hmm. electric shock, right? To get, it, to get it going again. Do you have a metaphysical or spiritual aspect of that you say we're shielded from these energies, from these portals of knowledge, or how do you approach those things outside of the sphere or the flat earth or whatever you call it? How do you relate to that bigger than earth aspect? 
because you say like astrology might have an uh, effect. I don't know what it is, God's energy, etc. Like how, how do you, as someone who still has a foot in science, I see you use science all the time. How do you relate to that unknown, that stuff out there? Like, is it also a spiritual dimension of your thinking or beliefs? Do you know what? I, I believe that this world, and I don't like to say that we're in a simulation because that like people short circuit. I think this world is a physical simulation, right? I'm pretty solid, I think, you know? But if you were there, it could punch you, it would hurt, right? You're mm-hmm. solid, right? So I believe that we're here and the currency of this world isn't money, isn't gold, isn't, you know, anything. Uh, the currency is your soul, right? And our soul, I believe, is part of the creator. So wait, here we go. When I first learned about flat earth, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I believe in evolution, big bang, the whole thing. I believe in God. Or anything, and I don't even like using the word God because it polarizes some people. There is this world is intelligently designed, therefore, there's a creator. Therefore, it's your job to figure out what your relationship with that creation is. That's as far as I go. Figure it out yourself. That's your own journey. And I'm not saying any journey is right or wrong, it's your journey. You're here to experience the mind of God, to have experiences and expand the mind of the creator. And that's what you do. We have very simple rules here don't lose control of your soul. And that's basically the only rule. Everything stems off of that. Like, don't get, in, don't break anyone else's free will because then you lose control of your soul. Don't sell your soul because then you lose control of your soul. Your soul is what gives you life. I believe when you sleep, you're you have many souls in your body, but you have a main soul. And if your main soul goes traveling while you're sleeping, which I believe it does, you can't wake up until it comes back. Okay, and your soul is uh, the animator of your life. Your soul is always trying to talk to you. Your soul knows the earth is flat. Your soul knows the truth of this world. But the what the what the the people of this world are, and I use that term people loosely, is they've captured your mind with the television programming. Right, they're lying to you and programming your mind and keeping you living in fear rather than understanding. As I said, I was talking. I started to get get into it at the beginning, where everything that you think, good or bad, is sent to you the universe for lack of a better word is conspiring that's the biggest conspiracy to give you everything that you think if you are afraid of something you are attracting it if you're like i want a million dollars you're saying i don't have a million dollars and you're not going to get a million dollars okay everything that you think creates desires creates attraction creates a magnetic field that pulls in what you want of is the fact that you can back it up with actual science and you can deconstruct. And I also like the fact that I also had with Dave and sometimes he said, like, I don't know. I don't know what's out there. So we kind of feel like we're in this perceptual prison planet sometimes where we're like trapped in our perception. How can you determine still what's behind the simulation or what's real or to construct something? Because it, you can one hand just deconstruct the lies, but how can you still see the truth then or, or determine that thing out there, this is real, this is true, this is not manipulated? That's a great question. And the answer is flat earthers know that we don't know so many things. Mm-hmm. We are aware that we don't know. Globers are not aware that they don't know. And worse than that, they think they do know. <laughs> okay. Like, what is the sun? I'm not going to even take a freaking stab at it, right? You know, I have ideas of what it could be. I don't believe that the sun, the sun that we see is a physical object, but this thing that I'm showing right here, is that 93 million miles away? You can see clouds above, behind it, <laughs> below it. So what is it? I believe that it is the source is outside of our world, beyond the firmament. 
beyond the sky and it's being projected in the air or reflected. And we all see it in a position relative to our own. You also had a great video about the optical illusion of uh, the horizon or sunset or sunrise, right? That's one thing that I watched from you where you show like the rail with a ball and it goes from the back to the front and it rolls and it changes, you know, how we view things. Oh, you mean this? Yes, yes, yes. And also with the ball, yeah. yeah. This is about perception. The reason this car, this train getting smaller is because it's going away. That's how perspective works. As something moves away, it gets smaller and goes away because it's at your eye level. All of these lines are parallel, but here they look like they're going straight down. But we know they're all parallel because this is a wall with these parallel lines, right? So this is how perception works, right? As the sun just goes across, goes away from you. So this guy right here is looking at the sun the sun's going to go away. This is a side view, what we're seeing. And it looks like it's going down, right? It looks like it's going down because it's just going away. And when it goes beyond that convergence point, now here are the train cars. Well, it's already small up here. So as it goes away, it's not getting any smaller. So what you're so saying, if I, if I translate it, is like, the reason why we see it going down and disappearing is because it's so far away and it gets smaller, so we don't see well, it. It doesn't anymore. matter if you look at something over your head; it's small. It, it goes away; it'll get smaller. But if it's already small, when it goes away, it doesn't get much smaller. Just like this ball is big, same ball six feet away is small. Okay, you with me? So now we're going to raise the camera up, not getting any closer to this second ball, and look what happens: the balls become pretty much the same size. So if I rolled this ball to this ball, it's not going to get any smaller. But the globe people say that that last ball is like, okay, now it goes past the horizon and now we don't see it anymore. You would see if you would have a big enough camera and you would zoom in and you keep on zooming in, you never see that sun disappearing behind an edge. This is what I'm going to do in my next presentation on. I'm actually going to be in the movie level, the next movie uh, level, the level part two. And I think we're going to do an experiment showing how when you zoom, you know, so you're talking about zooming in on something like right here. We don't Mm -hmm. see a boat because it's gone. It's not over the curve. It's just because it's angular size is too small. But if you zoom in, you increase the angular size and there's the boat, right? We're increasing the angular size. And then if we zoom out, so we have the boat here, we zoom out, the angular size is going to get smaller. The boat's going to look like it disappears from the bottom up. And it basically just gets disappears. So people say, well, if the sun goes away, how come you can't zoom back in on the sun? Okay. That's because you're not understanding. A boat is a terrestrial object from a terrestrial point of view. Okay. So you're in a room, you can see the floor, you can see the ceiling. Okay. Now expand that room to 10 miles wide. They've never been in a room like that, but it's 10 miles wide. You've got your eight foot high ceiling, whatever. That ceiling is going to merge with the floor. It's just going to merge and you're not going to be, that's just only a limit to your vision. Okay. All right. So now if I sent you eight miles to the other side of the room, we can't see each other anymore because our eyes won't allow it. We're just too small. The ceiling is merged. But if I get a, cam- a zoom camera, I can zoom in and I can see you again because I, I increased your angular size. The problem is that doesn't work for a terrestrial viewer 
watching a celestial object. What do I mean by that? Well, the sun is a celestial object, okay? So we have this layer in between us, this cloud layer, this atmospheric deck. The sun is above it. We're below it. Just 20, 30 miles away, the clouds merge with the horizon. As the sun goes away, it goes beyond. And now if I zoom in, I can't bring it back because it's behind something already. It's not between them. It's behind it already. So if this is the horizon and the sun goes away, you can't zoom in and see it again. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. down here. It's down here. Okay. So that's how here. And here's here's an example. And and I've been showing this a lot, but I'm going to show it again because your viewers probably haven't seen it. This is my flat earth kitchen. My counter is flat. I have a line here, a a celestial line, which is the path of the sun. I'm moving the sun along it. I have some terrestrial objects, whether these are clouds or a mountain, doesn't matter. The sun is above it. We're viewing it from a celestial point of view. We see it the whole way. We see the lines level. You agree the lines level. Now I'm going to show you the same thing from the other side, from the counter point of view. This camera's on the counter. Look at this line. Is that line level? It doesn't seem level. If I showed it to you first, you would say, no, it's severely going down. And look, it goes behind this opaque object. If I zoomed in, I I would just make this object bigger. I wouldn't be able to zoom in beyond it. And this looks like the horizon because it's all, everything merges into the horizon. The top of Mount Everest merges into the horizon. Okay. And so here's a real sunset versus my simulated sunset. It's the same thing. This is the atmospheric deck of opacity. You think this is the horizon, but this is just the atmospheric deck where it's above it. It's going beyond it. Just like I showed you with my hand, it's going beyond it. And I can't zoom in through it. Okay. And so that's a that's the number one global thing. Well, how come you can't zoom in? Ask a flat earther to zoom in on the sun, right? Well, that's because they don't understand. And and the other problem is many flat earthers don't even understand that because they haven't really thought it through. Again, understanding that we don't live on a spinning ball takes time, effort, and thought. Here's a curved hallway. If I sent you down around that hallway and you went around the corner, if I had the biggest telescope in the world, could I zoom you back in? No, because I'm behind the corner. You're behind a physical obstruction, right? If I turn it over and just pretend this is the earth, you're over that curve. I can't zoom in and see you. Now, if I went up higher, maybe I could see you. But you're behind. This is a physical horizon. And that's not what we see. We're seeing an optical horizon. To test this, couldn't you just, instead of like now standing on the earth and then just zooming it, couldn't you like go super up with the camera and then at least you're super high so you could keep a watch of the sun? You can, but the problem is the sun, you know, if we watch, if we watch the sun from an airplane, there's many, many planes that go from like California to Germany. So they're kind of going over the north and during the time lapse, the sun never sets because the sun kind of just going around and we're going straight across and the sun basically always stays above the horizon, which doesn't make any sense on a ball, but on certain conditions, on certain days, uh, in certain places, the sun will appear to get smaller and smaller and shrink to a tiny dot rather than go down. For example, this is a, a, a soldier in Afghanistan film this super dry, super clear, and the sun is just going away. Fool on the hill sees the sun going down, but the eyes in his head see the world spinning around. And that's because there's no atmospheric deck of opacity because the air is so clear. Don't let the sun go down on me. Yeah, (laughs) there's there's a (laughs) lot of songs, a lot of songs about the sun. And here's here's another situation. 
I filmed this looking west from the east coast of the United States over the land has to be super cold. So this is done close to in the winter. It's like 30 degrees outside Fahrenheit. So it's below freezing, no humidity, super clear. And I watched the sun in five minutes times. It went down, 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 down. Now, if the earth was spinning, it would just keep on going, but it didn't. It went down, 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 down. And then it stopped and it sat here for 10 minutes. And this is super sped up. And instead of going down, it just faded away. It's light could no longer push through the soup. Watch again. It just faded. It's still there, but it's light. Even the power of the sun can't push through that much atmosphere. The atmosphere becomes opaque over the distance. So it's still glowing. The sky's still glowing, but it couldn't push through. This absolutely 100% proves. Now, someone will say it's out of focus. I don't care if it's out of focus. The sun does not go down. It goes down, 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 and then it stops. And it just sits there. And so we can remodel this with a glass dome on a white rug. This is, uh, I'm showing you a glass dome. I got a, a pen light and I'm just bringing the light across. I'm bringing the light across. And inside this glass dome, it looks better in person. You can see this looks just like a round sun floating in there. And it doesn't go below the edge. It just stops and it fades out. I'm going to bring it back. Watch. It'll appear just like a sunrise. And it comes across. And then it goes down. And then at the last few minutes of sunset is where it stops. Okay. When I was doing this sun fade out picture, my friends were down at the beach. They saw the sun set 10 minutes earlier. They saw it set from the bottom up because they're looking across the water at land, which is 10 miles away where there's hills and trees. But the tops of those trees look like they're at eye level to them. It looks like on a horizon. But in reality, the tops of the trees are way over their head. So here are the tops of the trees and the sun just goes away and it sets behind it. Okay. All due to perspective, but I could still see the sun from my drone. Well, a global will say, well, it's because when you're up on a ball, you can see over the ball. Well, yeah, maybe that's true, but we don't live on a ball. We live on a flat earth. As another thing, because I often use arguments that people use, there was a team of flat earthers who would try to dispute the fact that the earth was round. And then at the end, like, fuck, the earth is round. What did they do wrong? I think there so, were some people, yeah, that famous story, like, yeah, there were some flat earthers who was like, wouldn't want to, were trying to prove that the earth was not round. And then at the end, they realized, fuck, the earth is round. Yeah. So, so that you're referring to is what I call the behind the curve, a Netflix deception. The woman that made this uh, video that was highly funded, she lied to us, said, oh, we have a very shoestring budget, and she was highly funded for this. Uh, she also made a, a hit piece on a guy named Wolfgang Halbeck, who is the police officer that wrote the book on school safety and who exposed the Connecticut school shooting events. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, here in America, there was a, a shooting at a at a... I don't want to say it because I want to get a strike. The small stuff on a beach. So mm -hmm. whatever that is, hook, school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Jones got removed. Before yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so they were funded to do hip. So this was hippie. So let, let's, let, since you ask, we got to get in. At the end of the movie, there was an experiment that was being done by my, my co-host, Jaron Campanella from Jaronism Channel. Mm -hmm. And he said, I got an idea. If we get three pieces of plywood and we have a hole drilled at the same level, all of them and spread them out over several miles. 
and we could level it using a canal that was right there. So we know that they're at the same height. There would be impossible to shine a laser beam through all three holes, right? Because if you're trying to shoot a laser beam to one point, laser beam could go up or down. And that's, you know, you can't level, there's no way to level it, but you don't have to worry about leveling it because the three holes, if the earth is a globe, the middle hole should be a foot or two or three or five or seven, whatever the distance was higher than the two end holes. So it wouldn't work. So they got this laser and lasers spread out like the inverse square law of light would say, but we got a condenser to keep the, the beam tight. So it was like, I don't know, thousands and thousands of dollars and the condenser melted before we even did the experiment. We turned it on, it melted, the laser's out of commission. So we're like, well, we're here, let's do it. And we got a light and we said, all right, hold the light in the hole. And we're like, do you see the light? They're like, nope. Right. It's at nighttime. And then he raised the light up and he goes, do you see the light now? And he's like, yes. And Jaron goes, interesting. Because it was interesting. Interesting. And then, then that's where they cut the movie. Two seconds later, they bring the light down and they line it up with the hole. And he goes, oh, I see the hole now. I see it now. And they're like, oh, you do see it. That would indicate that there is no curvature, but everyone there, Glober, Independent, or Flat Earther, all walked away going, too many variables, this didn't prove anything, and they all walked away. But they edited it to make it look like we proved that the Earth is curved, and we're trying to hide it. They also found out that the reason they couldn't see it, because there was a tree in the middle of the branches that were blocking the light, right? Because doing this at night, lower distances, it's way harder than you think. and. Jaron had made a deal with them. They said, we want to come and film this. They're like, hey, if you film it, will you give me the footage that you're not using? So we don't have to film it because, you know, batteries and cameras and people and everything. We're like, oh, this is great. It's saving us a huge expense. They did it. And they said, oh, I'm sorry. You can't have they, they reneged. They said, well, you can't have any of the footage. We made a deal with Netflix. And uh, they, they say you can't have any of the footage because if we had the footage, we would expose them as being shells. As Something being- I was also recently covered is like, Guess who was a nephew, a nephew of Freud? That was Edward the, Bernays. Guess who Edward Bernays is? The grandfather of propaganda. He literally wrote a book, Propaganda, and he started Propaganda, which he termed as public relationships, etc., because he saw that a lot of people vote based on irrational fears and it influences their perception. And now the last one comes, guess who the nephew is of Edward Bernays? Yes. <laughs> One of the co-founders of Netflix. Right. Absolutely. And and uh, you know, same thing with Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is Rockefeller's grandson. I mean, this is it's all the world is a stage so much. You know who said the world is a stage? William Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. William Shakespeare didn't exist. The world is a stage. William Shakespeare is a made-up character. Okay. A group of writings that they all said, oh, this is all William Shakespeare. All nonsense. That's how much the world is a stage. <laughs> everything, if everything is a lie. Before everything. I'm going to delve into the why, because that's also important, like why this and why this approach, because with everything going on right now in the so-called crisis, I can understand like people getting more power, money, and influence. So that's the next thing I want to tackle. The last thing I would love mm. to get an answer on is what about the seasons and just about yes. the night and day? How does that work exactly? So let me let me pull up my my app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And I made this app actually just for myself. And then it actually started, I said, people like, where can I get it? And so I made it and it's been getting better and better. And I'm actually going to premiere something today, which nobody has seen on your show. But let me just find this real quick. So this is my app. It's called the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. If I could share my screen. 
And here we go. Can you, oops, can you see everything? Yeah. All right. So the app basically shows that the sky is a perfect clock. I'm going to speed it up. The sun goes around once every 24 hours. So the sun keeps track of the hours and the days. The sun is the hour hand. But can you guess why the sun is one hour behind the hour hand right now? Because it's daytime saving. It's daylight savings, right. So that's another thing to throw us off kilter. You know, that's like saying my feet are cold. So you cut off uh, the top foot of the quilt and sew it to the bottom foot of the quilt to make your feet warm. That's the same rationale of daylight savings time. It's nonsense. It's basically to throw off our connection to the earth, to the sky clock. Mm. Okay. So if I really speed it up, you'll see that the sun starts catching up to the moon. The sun um, laps the moon once every 28 days. You know that there used to be 13 moons of 28 days? No, I do know that it's weird that October, Oct is eight, November, Nueva is nine, and December is Deca is 10. So there's clearly two months that are off kilter. Yeah, so so there 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 used to be tw- uh, thirteen months of twenty days. So you see, as the sun catches up to the moon, the moon phases away. The position of the moon and the phases of the moon keep track of the weeks and the months. Okay, you see now we get a, a waxing moon coming out behind it, and twenty eight more times around it'll lap again. So that keeps track of the 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 sun keeps track of the hours and the days. The moon keeps track of the weeks and the months. And if I turn on the zodiac, the stars keep track of the seasons and the years. Okay. The stars are going to lap the sun. They're going faster than the sun, but just slightly faster. Okay. To the point where they lap the sun once a year. So back in June and July, the sun was hanging out in the Tropic of Cancer. And then Leo caught up to it. It's just exiting Leo going into the Virgo. I'm not sure what that is, but each that's how the sun remains in a constellation for certain parts of the year. So this is why you see different constellations at different times of the year, because right now you don't see cancer in the sky because it's in the day sky. But in six months from now, it'll be in the night sky, and then you'll be able to see it. So this Make map sense? that I see right now at the edge is Antarctica in your model, like the, the white ed- thing the that ed- I see right now. It's- the edge is Antarctica, right. This is just you know, th- this is our world palm. We're looking straight down upon it. Okay? And the middle is North Pole or not? The middle is the North Pole. So we're going to get into that. And uh, when we get out of the app, I'm going to show you one more thing about uh, about the North Pole. Very, very interesting. So I'll turn off the stars. So you, you see three lines here. The inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. The middle line, the red one, is the equator. And the outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. So right now, the way seasons work is in June. Let me jump all the way forward. So in June... The sun is over the Tropic of Cancer. So where are you located? You're in England? No, I'm in Budapest in Hungary, Eastern Europe. Okay, so you're in the inner north. So in June is your summer, just like it is my summer, because the sun is close to you. It's high over your head because it's close to you. Okay? When you look up, you see the sun in the summer. It's high, right? The farther you are away from the sun, the lower in the sky it goes. Okay? So... It's going over right now. It's going over Miami, you know, Southern Florida, California, Mexico. It's hot there in the summer. It's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, right? That's because the sun is directly over them. But at Australia, it's their winter at the same time. But if we jump forward six months to December, the sun goes all the way out to the Tropic of Capricorn. I I went a little too far in January. And that's their summer, our winter, because the sun is farther away. 
It's farther away. Okay. That's how seasons work, right? It's not because of the tilt of the earth. Imagine you and I were sitting outside in the middle of the winter, 20 feet apart, and somebody is holding a heat lamp directly 10 feet over your head. You look up, you're like, ah, I can feel that heat. It's close to me. It's your summer sun. I look at that heat lamp. It's lower in the sky. It's farther away. I can barely feel the heat. It's farther away. It's low. That's exactly how seasons work. The whole tilted ball thing is ridiculous um, because in the summer at sunrise here in the Northeast, I can feel the sun on my face and it's very warm. But in the winter, when the sun is at its highest point for the day at 12 noon, I can look at the sun. I can't even feel the heat. That's a more direct angle. And according to the heliocentric model, during our northern winter, we're three and a half million miles closer to the sun than we are in the summer. The entire model falls apart when you actually wrap your brain around what they're telling you. The, the whole tilted thing is, is complete and total nonsense. And the tides? Tides have nothing to do with the sun and the moon's gravity. They have to do with the, the, the reason we have big tides when the moon is powered up is because the moon is powered up when it's full, and that has more of an electromagnetic force. The, the, the electromagnetic fields on the, from the North Pole kind of radiate out like a four-leaf clover, and tides actually follow those magnetic fl flux lines. And it's only the salt water that follows those lines because salt water carries the current. The sun and the moon are the anode and cathode of the Earth battery system. The land is the salt bridge. And the salt water carries the current. That's why there's no tides in freshwater lakes. Why doesn't our Great Lakes have a tide? Because they're, they're not carrying the current. So those tides come from the uh, North Pole or they come the, from the, the tides moon? tides are affected by the electromagnetic uh, energy of the Earth. I'll, I'll show you. So on the app here, right? Mm -hmm. So this is like if you try to search flat Earth, you're not going to find anything. You're going to find all propaganda. You're going to find nonsense. You're not going to find this video. You're not going to find my videos, Eric Dubay's videos, ODD reality. You're not going to find anything because they're not going to feed them to you. But you, you search flat earth, you end up with uh, Professor Dave, this guy, this snarky idiot uh, who's no professor. He's just doing a straw man piece and, and he's there to capture weak minds. You're going to get guys like Simon Dan, who is another snarky idiot that basically just he makes no points whatsoever, but he comes off so know-it-all that he captures weak minds. Yeah, how okay? do debates go between you and between brackets established uh, astronomers? They won't. They won't debate us. They, the, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, uh, "We don't have time to talk to flat earthers. We'll never talk to a flat earther because they can't because they would be destroyed by us." Okay. Uh, because okay. I want to get to the meat of the thing that always boggles my mind: like, why this? Why was this necessary? Because yeah. I see a lot of things about what's happening right now with, uh, you know, COVID, the crisis, let, let all, me, all let the me get out of pieces. The, but yeah. why this was so crucial and an element, an yeah. essential piece in the whole puzzle piece? This, this is a bit of a mystery to me. Let me get out. Let me, let me just finish the app real quick, sure. and then I'll, I'll get out of it. So what I tell people is, I'm offering three bitcoins for one proof of the globe. If you think I'm crazy, take the challenge. Get the app. Every day, there's a featured video. Click this thumbnail and you watch the featured video every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks, if you still think the earth is a globe, hit me up. Give me your proof. But before you do it, you have to hit the question mark. Right? And if you miss any videos, by the way, you just hit the archive button over here and it's there. But you hit the question mark and you say, yeah, what about, what about tides? Right? You just asked about that. If you click what about tides, up comes a playlist. Hit open YouTube. And up comes a playlist of videos that Google will not share with you. Watch those videos and you'll understand how ridiculous the heliocentric 
idea of tides is, you'll, you'll realize what's going on. What about eclipses? What about you know photos of Earth from space? What about ships over the horizon? All this stuff. If you hit ships over the horizon, again, up comes a, a list of videos that will show you experiments that you can go out and do yourself. Don't just believe what you're seeing online. Go out and do them yourself, and then you'll understand that ships don't go over the horizon. Okay? Tons of resources. The, the app does so many other things. It has tons of resources from mud floods to our video will be right here under D-I-T-R-H. That's my YouTube channel, Interviews. If you like short videos, right here, short flat earth videos, top left, 24-7 like CNN, but it's it's Globusters, awesome nonstop videos. Put that on for a day in your house in the background. This is mind-blowing for a so-called crazy nutcase. You are very professional and have evidence <laughs> and really go deep and make it look professional. Man, this is one of the most in-depth things and mapped out. I'm seriously <laughs> impressed. No matter if you believe or don't believe, you really put a lot of. I'm offering. Into this. I'm offering three bitcoins. I'm offering three bitcoins for anybody that can come up with a proof of of the globe and and just try it because that, that's how I became a flat earther. I tried to debunk it. Books, if you like books, tons of books. This one right here. The, the top book right here, 16 Emergency Landings that Prove Flat Earth, amazing, amazing. Absolutely will blow you away. Iron Republic, story about people that, that defected in the 1600s to the outer lands, to the outer space. It does tons of other things, but the new thing that I'm adding that no one has seen yet is called Find Flat Earthers Near You. Now, I only have a dozen testers on this, but if you hit that little handshake button, up come all of the other people that have the app near you. By the way, I only have like a 12 or 15 testers on here. But if you zoom in, you know, like if I if I tap on this one, who's this? This is a Rose 777 from the Rose from the Rose uh, 777 podcast. By the way, you need to have Crow on your show. And I'm going to hook you up after the show. You need Crow on your show. It'll be the most interesting show you've ever done. I'm going to 100% put this in the description and people yeah. should at least check it out because this is the thing that I love to do. I love people see different perspectives and think right. for themselves. But most people who say, I did my research, they didn't do any research at all. Now, what sometimes happens and it happens, the same thing with Dave Murphy, right? I didn't talk about it with him, but I'm always open-minded, especially to understand why people have a certain perspective. But what happens is they just play it on the person. Oh, Dave Murphy, he believes in urine therapy. So everything he says is nonsense. I don't think that something is nonsense just because one thing I don't agree on, you know, of a person, and then I just get a character assassinate him. But I see this a lot of time happening. They don't agree with one thing you said, one video, one perspectives, and then they just dismiss everything that you say and say like, oh, that's complete nonsense. It happened in half of my thread that they were just talking about Dave using urine therapy and whether you like it or not, whatever, like let somebody talk about it. But what does that say about this whole opinion about flat earth? Like it happens a lot in discussions. What I've been showing you here is these are the dots that we see. This is literally just with a few testers. This is going live, hopefully at the end of this week. And then there's going to be 100,000 dots on here, 100,000, mm. maybe even more. So it's going to be insane. And this is going to connect us. You can say, hey, you know what? Like, this is where I am. I'm at this red dot. Let me look here. Let me, oh, actually, that's, I'm, I'm over here. And look, there's other flat earthers that, that live right here in my complex. Okay. And I mm. could tap on one and I could, I could send them a message. Okay. And if I hit the messaging, bam, up comes messaging. You can send them direct messages. 
It does a lot of things. And just for those people that are freaking out, like, I don't want people knowing where I am. This is showing my exact location. If I hit the next button down, it'll show my approximate location and it moves me to the center of my town. So I'm a little paranoid. I don't want other flat mm. earthers knowing where I am. I don't know why. Or I can turn it off, hide my location. Bam, the whole thing shut off. Okay. So this is coming. It's been coming for a long time, and uh, I'm really excited that it's coming. I'm excited for you, man. looks really nice. For everybody want to delve into it, I think it will be one of the best resources to actually explore this uh, rabbit hole. And let me, let me just quickly tell you, the app is $2.99, one-time charge. Now, there is a subscription fee because everyone said that you don't have to do. Everyone said, hey, Dave, can you put a donation button on there? But they don't allow donation buttons. So I put a subscription button, and basically, you get a pop-up that says, hey, would you like to subscribe for 99 cents? Okay. And uh, you can exit out the second it shows up. There's no ads. There's no waiting. And it only shows up once a day. No skin off your back. For the friend feature, you you get it. But you can't send messages to other flat earthers unless you're a subscriber. It's $11 for the year. You're buying me a margarita. Okay? All right? I think you put more than a a (laughs) minimum wage hour into making this app. Before I delve into the why and why it's so important, I sometimes have... I can't even... Talk about this topic. Just me exploring this topic, people immediately try to frame me. Oh, you're a flat earther, etc. But I think it's kind of crazy that I can talk about JFK. I can talk about the fake war yeah. in Iraq. I can dis- dispel a lot of the myths. But as soon as I hit this topic, that's like a complete hey. taboo. That's like, oh, that is way too crazy. That is. Hang on, hang on. It used to be that way. It's becoming more and more commonplace. Mm. Four years ago, five years ago, I mentioned the flat earth. You're crazy. You're insane. People laugh. But when it was now, people are like. Hmm, yeah, I'll have you on my show. I'm very interested. Let, you know, yeah, I think the earth is a globe, but you know, show me otherwise. So that, that vibration changing. Dave Murphy, urine therapy, thought it was crazy. It's not crazy. There's a lot of people doing it. Okay. There's a lot of super healthy people doing it. All the supermodels do it. Look at them. Okay. You know, as far as looks, right? Because I recommend you buy Dave Murphy's book, The Guide to the Human Body. It's literally, it's, it's an incredible book. But the makeup made of some kind of whale stuff or some kind of, you know, you look in any expensive cream. It's got urethra, urethra, whatever, whatever. It's got cow urine in it. Okay. That's the wrong urine. You need your own urine in there. Don't want to get into that. Dave covers that stuff, right? Amanda Vollmer, who's probably the smartest, healthiest person in the world. Ask her about it. She's very knowledgeable on it. So why is this, this is the thing, why is this piece so crucial? You know, even uh, Dave Murphy, I talked about evolution and I'm also a bit curious about that you just told that you wanted to debunk it and that that's the way how you actually stumbled upon it. But why is this lie, this piece so important in the big picture? Right. So they want you believing that um, you're spinning out of control, lost in space, right? They want you believing you're insignificant. You came from nothing. You're on a speck flying through a godless or distant God universe that an asteroid could take you out, that global warming is going to kill us all, that we're running out of resources, we're running out of fossil fuels, another frigging joke, that Kim Jong-un is going to blow us up with nuclear bombs. Fake. Both of those things are fake. Kim Jong-un and the frigging uh, nuclear bombs. All of that is fake. It's to keep you in fear. It's because, as we are talking about before, You use your imagination to create your world, right? Your thoughts proceed manifestation, right? You have everything that you want. It's available to you. You just have to bring it into your reality. 
but they want to change your reality so you don't see beyond. You don't see that there is more, right? If you are in a cage and, uh, you know, there's a movie, it's the allegory of the cage and all these people just lived in a cage and they didn't know there was anything outside, right? But if you didn't, if you didn't know, maybe there's more, maybe we live here and in this outer space on this extra territory, you might call these people extraterrestrials from outer space if they came and visited us, okay? That there's more, right? There's more land beyond our world. Okay. In the, in the app, get the order, the book, the iron Republic, or you can also listen to it on YouTube. Do you um, think what's possibly behind Antarctica is so powerful, is so expansive. is so I'm just, it's just a hunch. Like probably can't say it for real, but do I you call think- it extended plane. All right. Because again, we don't know what's out there. We don't know. And, and I'm the first to admit it. We don't know, but it would be insane to think that there's not more land, more oceans, more suns, more worlds, more people. They probably speak English, right? Because they probably came from the inner world and migrated outwards. I did a talk. You can just Google it. The outward flow of civilizations with myself and Sophia Smallstorm. And we, we speculate about what happened to the Mayas and the Incas and all of these, you know, ancient uh, civilizations that just picked up and left. They may have moved outwards with their son. And then a new son was born in the center. Hmm. A new son was born under a star, and he was the savior to the world, right? Imagine if our son moved away and never came north again, never came north of the Tropic of Capricorn. We'd be in the dark, and we'd be cold, and life would be really tough. And then all of a sudden, in the north, under a star, a new son was born. What would you do? You'd look up and go, my savior, (laughs) okay? Don't want to piss off the Christians or anything, but... There's something very biblical about the story of our son. Our son goes out, it dies, and is reborn on the 25th, comes back. It dies on the 21st, is reborn on the 25th, right? It's called the son, the S-O-N, the S-U-N. There's a, there's a lot, a lot of uh, similarities there. Stuff to investigate, stuff to figure out yourself. Was there any reason that in the beginning they said the Earth is the center of the universe and then they made it heliocentric? Like, was there also a reason behind that, that they moved it? It was to make you feel insignificant, to hide God. The people that are running the scams that are going on in the world right now, they hate God. They hate the creator and they they want to become the gods. They want to become gods. So they're doing everything they can to... Uh, discredit the number one thing that they want. Number one thing that they don't want is you in a situation where you can't deny creation, right? And so I denied creation my whole life. I den- I was like, nah, 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 I'm not there. And then when I understood, wow, the this world is is not a spinning ball; it's flat. And then when I looked at the implications of that, there's a creator. I yeah, how, how was this day, this businessman, successful day who were just like, I don't know how your general life was. Like, what was life before delving into this knowledge? I'm born in the town that I live right now. It's very well traveled. So it's a very affluent area. And I went to college and I went to work in corporate America. And I worked my way up in the company I was in where I started a whole new division for them. Then the company was sold and I took a year off. And then I said, you know what? I can do that division that I started, we can start our own company. I got two other, two other buddies and we started our own commercial solar power development company. It was fantastic. Solar I, power. I, okay. Yeah. Solar power, by the way, solar power only works on a flat earth, right? With an electric sun. Okay. So do you know that in science right now, 
Scientists do not know how solar panels work. They do not know. They have a theory, but they do not know. So who made it? If they don't know how it worked, who, who made it? Okay. It's, a, it's all nonsense. It's old world technology. And the, you know how they work? They, you know, they're like, well, a photon comes you know, after traveling eight minutes through the, you know, from, the, from the sun and taking a billion years to come out from the center of the sun, then traveling eight minutes, it hits the solar panel and knocks out a boron molecule. And then that fills in another one and creates a charge. And it, it's nonsense. What it's doing is collecting electricity from the sun. The sun is sending electricity here. This is ca- the panel's capturing it and running it through wires. Okay. That's old school technology. That's not even the good, the good electricity. We are electrical beings. You know, you put a, a plant in front of a fire and one in front of an electric light, which one's going to grow? The one that's capturing the energy that's coming off the light, the one in the front of the fireplace is going to shrivel up and die. It's electricity. It's sending electricity here. The earth has an electric charge to it. The sky has an electric charge to it, a positive and a negative. And the, that's what we live, you know, that's what lightning is, those two, you know, connecting. This world is an amazing, amazing place. There's free energy everywhere, but they don't want us to know that we have free energy, that there's more land, that there's unlimited resources, and nuclear bombs aren't real. They don't want us knowing any of that. And did somebody give you a book like, hey, David, check out this weird stuff that they talk about. And then like, oh, this is nonsense. Let me just debunk it in a day. No, you know what it is? I stopped watching mainstream media. And I started researching other podcasts like Crow Triple Seven Radio. Crow Triple Seven Radio. Crow and Jason do their research. They put out it was one show a week. Now I think it's two shows a week. Probably, I tell people if you got a kid that's getting ready to go to college, do yourself a favor. Don't send them to college. Mm-hmm. Send them somewhere where they can get a cool job. They can learn a sport, maybe kite surfing somewhere, whatever. And all they have to do is listen to. Two one episode of Crow every day. That's it. And that's their college career. I would hire that kid before I would hire any Harvard, any Ivy League school. I would hire that kid because that kid's going to have more world knowledge, more understanding, more smarts than anybody. Right? So again, I- I'm plugging Crow. C-R-R, two R's. I don't know why he has two R's. C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Subscribe just for a month. Download all the episodes, okay? And then you'll, what you'll do is you'll make sure you keep that subscription because you'll want every new episode. He's been nailing with the, the big deception that's going on in this world. He's been deplatformed from everywhere. He has his own server. You're not going to find him searching. Again, the truth of this world is far more interesting than movies. And he opened your eyes and then suddenly you said, like, I'm going to quit my successful career. I have all these skills. Well, so I, have I won't say it was, ju- it, was, it was just him. I've been researching, you know, uh, deceptions. The thing that got me started was money before 9-11. I was looking into what the hell is money? Who is the Federal Reserve? And I realized they're a private bank. And then I realized about the IRS. And they're not federal and they're a private bank. The whole thing. So, so that happened. And then 9-11 happened. And I actually saw 9-11 with my own eyes, not on television, because I have a straight line to lower Manhattan over the water from where I am. And it wasn't what we were told. And so it took me four years from there before I really started looking into it. And then I just said, you know what? They're lying about that. What else are they lying about? And the problem I'm, I'm having now is, I can't find anything they're not lying about. They're lying about everything. Everything. Hey, Dave, everything can't be a conspiracy. Well, yeah, it can. (laughs) It can. What's the second biggest conspiracy after Flat Earth, you feel? 
or biggest oh, our history. I mean, they all tie together. So, and, and again, our history is, uh, they don't want us to know what our true history is. That, you know, we, we believe that we're at the pinnacle of intelligence and, and, you know, whatever. We're at the highest point. We're not. We're in the movie Idiocracy at this point. There was an advanced civilization here long before we were, for I don't know how long, maybe hundreds of years. And that all came to an end in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And the world was reset. If you look into the mud floods, again, in my app, go to the web button and hit the mud floods button. Bring food and water because you're going to be there for a while. You're going to realize that this world is nothing like they tell us. Even people because that are you awake, also dispute evolution, I think, right? Oh, evolution is nonsense. Uh, you know, microevolution, micro you know, like, hey, men like women with big busts. So they're going to mate with them. And so we're going to have more big busted women. Okay. That's microevolution. Okay. Macroevolution is turning from a monkey into a human. Okay. Now, why are monkeys still here? Okay. You know, so the, the whole thing is, is the whole evolution thing is ridiculous. No, never once has one species turned into another. Right. Don't say a oh, caterpillar turns into a, a butterfly. That, that has nothing to do with it. The last thing, uh, one of the last things I would love to cover is you can look at uh, who was educating most of the people in the education system. And before Prussia, it was mostly the Jesuits. When you look at the maker of the Big Bang Theory, it's also is a Jesuit. It was a Belgian Jesuit. And when you look at the Vatican and uh, NASA, NASA, and a lot of also perceptual tools that you think, what the hell does this have to do with space? So what role does NASA and the Vatican play in all these lies and deceptions? Well, NASA was created to hide the fact that we're, you know, on a flat earth. They were created. I'm not sure when the, the people, the people that we see that are running this world, I don't think they knew what this world was, right? I think they were being controlled long before. And then they kind of figured it out. And there, you know, there's this big grand deception to keep us in the dark. So NASA was created so we can go to the moon and prove that we can walk on a ball in space, right? But if, you know, once you start looking at the moon landing stuff, it, it's, it's absolute insanity to believe any of it. I saw and, uh, that picture of what that machine looks like, and it looks like a very bad paper mache <laughs> sculpture. Oh, you mean, yeah. On the app, I have a picture of the, of the moon lander. It's horrible. <laughs> it's made with curtain rods and duct tape and tinfoil. But when you look at, the, at any of the moon landing stuff, it is absolute insanity that anyone believes it's real. And the only reason they believe it is because they haven't looked, right? They haven't looked because once you look, you can't unsee it. And and then all of the fakery that they show us in space is is absolute insanity. I mean, here is Chris Hatfield playing his guitar. These guys are in a green screen room and this microphone, he misplaces where Chris is and sticks it directly into his neck. Ready? Watch. The microphone is inside Chris's neck. Okay. Okay. It's, that's some nice cyborg stuff. Yeah. So... So again, they, they do so much fakery, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Once you understand, you know, NASA, here's them playing with a lemon. They just got up there. Watch, a lemon goes right through his hand. That lemon isn't real. It's a CGI object that they're manipulating in real time. This is because one of the most top technology that's being created is actually, besides social media, also in NASA, right? Like they put it under the, yeah, it's important for space projects, but a lot of the finances and money into technologies or advanced technologies, they are first being used in space, so-called space. 
Yeah, well, that's what they tell us. Cool story. But none of that's true because nobody has ever been to space. It's all done in zero G planes and they rig it to look like the space station. This looks like the space station. This is a zero G plane. You're helping people awaken from this lie. How do you envision the future? Because I've seen like right now that we do the episode, NASA has a technology to identify people by their heart rate. I've seen them use faces and audio that they can make people say whatever right. they want so they can have the perception whatever they want. It's more and more realistic. With this increasing technology to manipulate perception, do you see anything backlashing or failing or them taking it too far? I think too many people know. I think uh, the cat's out of the bag and people just need to you know, strap on their big boy pants and use their big boy brains and start saying no because what people don't realize the, the biggest psyop, you asked me before what's bigger than the platter psyop, mm -hmm. the biggest psyop is that there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, is, there's something we can do about it um, today. If everyone in the world watches your video, you wake up tomorrow and there's 7 billion views, everyone could go, ah, oh, screw the elite. And then it's over. It's over because we just said it's over. They need us to create their world. They need us to create our own world the way they want us to create it. They're controlling our minds with nonsense. Okay, they're controlling our minds with with complete and total insanity. And and we're creating that world. If everyone's like, well, you know, if everyone just goes along, then they're just going to get what they want. But if people say no, like, you know, the, the, the crazy lockdowns that are going on now and, and face muzzling, if, if everyone just said no, it's over. It's over. Imagine you own a store and you're complying and, and all of your people that came to your store said, oh, by the way, we're no longer coming in if you're going to require face muzzling. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to be like, uh, well, I better let them in because I'm going to go out of business if I don't. That's all it takes. People are wearing shame muzzles because other people are wearing shame muzzles. Everyone knows they do nothing. The mouth so, diapers, the mouth diapers. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think we should uh, move towards uh, alternative platforms and then create parallel communities? Because still so many people are on these platforms today. I mean, I've seen it. Like, I think one of the ways to do it is if you don't want your perception to be influenced, you have to cut yourself off perception. So we talked about Netflix before. I canceled Netflix. I still have it like for two weeks. So I was checking Love Dead Robots. It's a show on Netflix. And then I saw the episodes just now. And the episode was just about overpopulation and a guy who was killing people who had children because you can't have children anymore. So I see this predictive programming, this social engineering of perception. Once you open your eyes, you see it all the time in Hollywood, in the media, in it's songs. everywhere. If we all say no, it's over overnight, same day. It's over as soon as people say no more. Okay, as soon as people say no more, but they're they're really driving hard, you know, to get people to do this thing, right? And and I think that that's going to impair their ability to think and thrive. And there's a lot of people speaking out saying that you know if they do that thing, they may not be doing anything ever again well i think that the polarization years. is definitely gonna go towards the people who don't take that wink 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 but they're doing it so hard so fast i mean i saw new zealand they have one yeah. case <laughs> i mean so, how can so, you still on, explain this <laughs> right right that's all we can say here here's the other thing about going to other platforms yeah all of the people on the other platforms are pretty much awake they're, yeah. they're already there. The people that have no idea, there's people that are on YouTube 
that have no idea it's being censored. That's awesome censorship. I hats off. That's a lot of hats off on your side to Thank the you. to the controllers of this world because they are doing a great job at hoodwinking the sleeping people, right? They don't even know there's censorship going on. Well, that's the Isn't one thing I think you can go from one side to the other side, but once you went to the other side, you're not going back. Like, like you can go one way, but you're not going back anymore. One thing that you still said is you can take, you can use their technology against them, or you can use technology and cryptocurrency in a way to fight right. the system. How do you think we can use it? Yeah. So, so here's the two things. This, these are the two things that I'm pushing. I'm not pushing, trying to wake people up to. One is how can you make any decisions properly? If you are on a spinning ball flying through an infinite space, right? If you don't know that your thoughts have power, they don't want you to know that. That's the biggest deception of all. So take back your power, unplug from the control, the mind control matrix, unplug. It's like Neo in the movie, The Matrix. At the beginning, he's lost. He's depressed. His soul knows the truth. His brain mm -hmm. is stuck in the matrix. Then he unplugs and he takes his power back and, and claims his divinity, that's who we, that's where we are right now. This is amazing. Anyone can unplug. Listen to this. Unplug right now. You're done. You're out. Okay. So take back your power. Now, the other problem is we're playing on their Monopoly board. Did you ever play Monopoly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that big in your country? Monopoly. Well, it depends. We are different kind of things. We also sometimes play Scrabble, uh, but we definitely need to play uh, that uh, one. So Monopoly, if you go read the directions, it says, hey, if the bank runs out of money, just get some pieces of paper and write some more money down on it. We're playing on their Monopoly board. We will never win playing on their Monopoly board. So what is a better money? Well, gold and silver, people say. Well, hey, what if, what if I needed to send you $10 right now? How do I send you $10 in silver or gold right now? It, it'll take me weeks to get it to you and, 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 and money and, and whatnot. But I could send it in cryptocurrency before I finish the sentence, okay, with zero fees, okay? So is cryptocurrency Bitcoin? No, Bitcoin, they've already taken control of Bitcoin, okay? Bitcoin is still going to be worth a lot, I believe. But there's other privacy currency, cryptocurrencies like Pirate Chain and Monero. And these are, these are the people's money. This is money that can't be inflated. It can't be controlled. It can't be stopped. So if we all, all of a sudden said, let's only interact. If everybody woke up and said, we're only interacting using Pirate Chain, okay? That would make transferring money, easy, free, everything. It would just be so easy. And all of the big bankers that are running the world, they'd be done. They'd yeah, be because finished. a lot of people, I know they're into crypto and I, and I want to get a crypto expert on my podcast like soon to talk a little bit about it, but it's decentralized. And what do we see with all the movements? It More and more centralization, more right. globalization, more and more right. power, money, influence, control on the top of the pyramid. So when you make something decentralized, you know, they can't just suck it to the top of the pyramid right. and take control. They're trying to centralize it, you know, with these exchanges like Coinbase and whatnot. But all of that's going to change because right now you need to on-ramp your money into crypto and then you need to off-ramp it back into cash again to buy something. Except now more and more things you can buy with crypto. So you got your crypto and now you never have to cash it out. You can buy houses with crypto. You can buy cars with crypto. You can buy pharmaceutical medicine with crypto. You can buy Hence, you can buy almost anything with crypto right you now. You can buy the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac apps. You can't buy it with crypto unless <laughs> Apple and Google Play, where it is, as soon will be on Amazon, but you it's only three bucks. So it, it is <laughs> yes. what it is. Right. And you might as well give you might as well buy it with the three bucks before the three bucks is worth nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 
So that that's my that's my pitch right there. Just look into it. Don't believe the propaganda. Don't believe the nonsense that you're hearing. Oh, cryptocurrency, the digital currency. Once they have once we go digital, there will be total control of us. Yeah. If they, if we all buy into their digital currency, we're screwed. But if we take the people's cryptocurrency, Pirate Chain, A R R R, and Monero, okay, those are the top two, right? That's the that's the change that that's what changes the world. And Hex, check out Hex. By the way, this is not financial advice. Look up your own. Subscribe to Jaronism, the Jaronism channel. He does crypto shows every week. Uh, he does live classes on Fridays. Jaronism, J E R A N I S M. Maybe Jaron, you should have Jaron on to do a crypto crypto show for you. Yeah, it will be amazing, man. Hook me up with uh, rebels with a cause, freaks, outcasts, change makers. That's the people that I love, you know. And anybody listening to this that is a show or knows a show that thinks Flat Earth is silly, have me on. Let's have a discussion. I'm offering three Bitcoins. That's $150,000, okay, for one proof of the globe. Just one. If you got one, invite me on. Before you can plug in your social media links and people can find out more about you, your app, and all the great work that you're doing. Is there any kind of thought-provoking video you still have or material that you still have that you haven't shared here? Because you're one of the most well-prepared guests, man. You've been doing this for a while. My videos, I'm going to pull up, pull up the app here again. My videos are short. My channel, D-I-T-R-H, is basically very short videos. If I pull up my, my, my list, here are my videos, six minutes. That's a long one. Four minutes, one minute, two minutes and 37 seconds. A minute, a minute, three minutes, two minutes, right? All my videos are are short videos because short, impactful, and, and we'll get you there. But the best video of all, right in the middle of this page, the lost history of Flat Earth. When this was first sent to me, nobody really knew about it. I was like, what is this video? Five hours and two minutes? I am not watching this. Mm -hmm. And then another person sent it to me, Dave, you have to watch this. And so I was like, you know what? I was, I was like, oh, five hours, no chance. Right. And so then I, I was doing something. I was like, you know, let me just put this on the background. 10 minutes in, I'm like, huh. <laughs> then I said, all right, I'm going to watch 10 more minutes. And then I'm going to stop. It's because it was like 1030 at night when it started. Next thing I know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I finished the movie and my hands are on my head going, holy crap. Right. Holy crap. This video and the, and the whole series that follows it are mind-blowing. Turning people into flat earthers so fast, it's, it's unreal. So I highly recommend anyone that is, is a flat earther or wants just, it, it's literally head first. You're head first in. What, and what happens is you can't turn it off after 10 minutes. You watch the whole thing. Your mind is so blown that you have to watch it again. Okay. I've watched it three times. I can't wait for the next rainy day where I can watch it a fourth time. All right. Well, it's been a complete pleasure to have you on the show. It's also to help people see different perspectives. And if you want to fight against the globe list, <laughs> yes. maybe one thing to look at the story is to check out your stuff and this amazing series and videos and app that you see. If people want to check out more about you, your channel and all the awesome stuff that you have, where can they find out more? The best place to find me is literally the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app on Blue, by Blue Water Bay. Very careful. There's already like a Flat Earth Society, which is a controlled opposition uh, website, which Google will send you to because they want you to believe that Flat Earthers believe that. It's nonsense. On Google Play for Android phones, there's a, an app by the same name 
which is done by the Ron Media Group, which is basically the flatter society type people. It's not my app. Don't send me emails telling me my app sucks, saying, where's the, where's this? Where's that? Right. It's not my app. It's horrible. Right. My app is the highest rated app in the app store and in the Google Play Store. Highest rated. Okay. Nothing has a higher rating, you know, except a couple of apps that have like 10 reviews that are all five stars. There's no flat rating. <laughs> it has no flat rating. So if you forget the name of the app, because it is a long convoluted, convoluted name, just, just Sasko and Benjamin, he'll tell you. Just remember Flat Earth Dave, flatearthdave.com. All my stuff is there. It's, a, it's, it's the Flat Earth Podcast, flatearthdave.com. Links to the app are there, videos, all sorts of stuff, some resources, and check it out. Get the app, and you too will be a baller no more. How long have you been into Flat Earth and discovering it right now? And About 2015. Well, as a last question, I would have like, what did you learn from exploring this, going against the grain, people calling you mad, et cetera. For everybody who starts in the rabbit hole right now, what can yeah. you give as an advice of going through this journey? I guess I was teased a lot as a kid. So I was pretty good at, because uh, I was pretty much of a dweeb and I probably deserved the teasing that I got. <laughs> but it makes you a stronger person. It makes you find like, I've lost friends. I've lost family members, right? Like my brother and sister, we don't talk anymore because we've never, ever talked about Flat Earth because we have different views of the world. And if I talk to them, it's going to turn into an argument. So literally, it's crazy. We haven't talked, but you know that's, that's their journey. And I've lost some really close friends, but I've gained a whole new family of friends. Like anyone that's listening here in the United States in October, there's a festival, a conference slash music festival called Flattoberfest in South Carolina. And anyone that wants to find that, it's linked in the app. Just go to the, hit the shopping card. I think it's under that link. And it, it, it's basically in South Carolina. It's a two-day conference and music festival hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of flat earthers there. Every person that you turn around and see is your best friend. It's unbelievable. Make, I mean, I have so many new friends. I have more friends than I've ever had before after losing lifelong friends because they're just not ready for the truth. I'd rather hang out with like my, you know, how that, remember, who says it, that hang out with the people, you know, the, you're going to end up like the people you hang out with. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. So again, the people from all different walks of life, but they all have the same thing in common. That's why this for the friend finder on the app, which is the, if you get the app today, I don't know when this is coming out, but it, it'll be out soon before, you know, in the next couple of days, hopefully you'll be able to find uh, no matter where you are. Let's say I'm traveling in another city. I want to go out and grab some lunch, you know, a, a beer or whatever. I'd be like, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of flat earthers over here. Like, hey, I'm going over to the Tiki bar. I'll be the guy with the black backwards cap in the corner. Boom. New friends. Guaranteed you have more in common with them than anyone you'll ever randomly meet anywhere. Right? I'm not saying it's a dating app. Absolutely not. It's not for that <laughs> at all. It's not that at all. But think about this. People go out in social environments hoping to meet somebody with like-minded. Well, somebody that's already into flat earth and, and is awake, you have more in common with them than probably yeah, anyone the same in thing. your life. People, people who didn't do this, they have yeah. a lot more values and humanity in common. So that's one of the things right. that I look forward to. Maybe I will be, have less freedom, but if I can connect with those people, I don't have a girlfriend right now, but I have like, whoa, I have a person I have the same values with. We right. look at humanity the same way. We can raise a family. So the, the meaningful interactions and discussions can be much more deeper and fulfilling than but, if this wouldn't I, have happened. One more, one more thing. I'll show you quickly on the app. If I hit the, I believe it's a shopping cart, up comes middle right, meet flat earthers. It's a new dating site. 
people. Okay. There's not a ton of people on it yet, but it's growing, right? It's growing. And over the next year, it's going to, I think it's really going to take off. Interesting way to meet people that have tons of, tons of other stuff. Also this t-shirt hit the top left t-shirts got tons of cool t-shirts. People love, you know, it's a good way to, I got a lot of mostly flat earth t-shirts, but this one is a little different. Don't really want to say what it is on the, on the, on the screw tube. <laughs> yeah. Else I get like another strike or whatever. Anyway, yeah. it's been an honor to have you on the podcast and also good to see a professionalism and enthusiasm despite getting a lot of heat, I think in the past, it's been an honor to have you on the show and uh, keep awakening people and uh, showing them different sides of the argument. It's been a, an honor to have you on the podcast, David. All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and support our mission of freedom of speech. With increasing restrictions on fundamental freedoms, we believe that now, more than ever, is the time for you to be an online coach or consultant and become independent from the system. That's why we created the Client Closer Academy. Learn how to consistently enroll clients and join a community of fellow free thinkers who value personal responsibility, speaking their truth, and making an impact. Find out more at clientcloser.com slash academy. Rant over.